My name is Skip Sims, Senior Vice President of Ann Arbor Spark. I also am the managing member of the Michigan Angel Fund and member of the Michigan Angel Community. It Takes Money is a series of podcasts featuring angel investors and experts who offer insight on how to invest in startups. In these podcasts, we'll discuss the many aspects of angel investing and why they're choosing to invest in Michigan. Hello again, and welcome to our uh, podcast, It Takes Money. And like we try to do every year at this time, uh, Mike Flanagan and I are going to review with you the 2020 Michigan Angel Report. Uh, Real quickly, um, Mike is Vice President of Capital Programs at Ann Arbor Spark. He and I work closely together on a variety of programs. Uh, And Mike takes the lead uh, with a small group of us gathering the data that uh, creates this report. And uh, Mike, I'm really proud of you and and our effort uh, in creating this fourth annual um, angel report. I think it's fairly comprehensive and it's exciting. Uh, One of the reasons we started doing this was to monitor angel activity in the state to see whether or not it was actually growing, uh, whether or not efforts that were being conducted throughout the state to increase the number of high net worth households to invest in this asset class was paying dividends and more and more people were in fact getting engaged. More and more importantly, our startups in the state were receiving the capital they needed to launch and grow. So Mike, good to see you again. Thanks for uh, uh, jumping on this podcast. We'll start sharing Thanks, Skip. Nice to be here. And thanks for your uh, leadership on on all this, too. And with the Michigan Angel community, I think it's a great, uh, you know, initiative and just happy to be part of it. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been a fun ride and continues to be. Uh, I'm going to start uh, by sharing our screen on this year's report. Uh, it's a summary. These are highlights that uh, we're going to be providing that you actually gave at the um, uh, Michigan Celebrates event on April the 20th. Um, And this PowerPoint that you gave was was, uh, pretty comprehensive. The report, by the way, is available at michiganangels.org, that website. It's also available on uh, the Ann Arbor Spark, uh, annarborusa.org website. Uh, if you would like, and there's, and it's probably available on a few other websites as well. Um, it's free to the public. You can download it, use it however, the information, however you wish. This slide, Mike, kind of summarizes our findings. You want to quickly walk through it? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess just to preface, you know, going into the, the study, um, the research in a pandemic year, I think both of us were kind of, you know, waiting with bated breath to see what the results were going to be and just knowing how, how much things slowed down um, in the beginning of the year investment wise. So um, I, w- I was, you know, it, it was down relative to last uh, the, the prior year, 2019, which we'll talk about, but uh, still pretty good year, I thought. Um, so, you know, almost $50 million uh, in angel investment coming from still over a, a thousand angels um, in in the state, uh, going into 102 companies 
And then those 102 companies raised a total of roughly $250 million. And so that $250 million equals angel dollars plus venture capital dollars going into those companies. And um, as you know, we've been tracking uh, women-owned and minority-owned uh, companies as a proportion of the total from from the beginning, and um, so I think you know pretty pretty good result there with 22 women-owned and um, 25 um, uh, minority-owned, and so uh, that's been trending up too. And then um, those those hundred or so companies are supporting you know almost a thousand jobs uh, in Michigan all, you know, high paying jobs and growth industries. So, um, you know, overall, I think uh, when you look at this compared to when we started this report in, in 2017, all those numbers are up and, and we just happened to, you know, run into the pandemic last year and, and saw a bit of a dip, so. Yeah, we did. In fact, I think, uh, I uh, weren't you pleasantly surprised at yeah. uh, how the year ended up given the uh, kind of, we all kind of, uh, froze there in March and for a, for a few several weeks trying to figure out what in the world is going to happen. Um, so this was great, uh, great progress. So this was, you know, we expected, I, I kind of expected practically every arrow on this slide to be the down arrow. Um, it was, it was kind of interesting that uh, it was not and even in West Michigan, we should point out, despite the fact that of these four metrics, they were all down from 2019, um, still there was a lot of activity. I mean, uh, you know, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Holland area, all of that, 14 deals still uh, were, were funded. Uh, $10.5 million from angels put into those companies. Um, so, and, and then throughout the rest of the state, there were green arrows, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, and again, kind of looking back um, to, to when we started this in 2017, I think all those would be, would be green. Um, and it's great to see, like you said, throughout the whole state, we're having activity. It's not just, you know, Southeast Michigan. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, Part of that is that there's just been a growth in the number of angels and angel groups, which we'll get to in a little bit. And so, you, you know, entrepreneurs pretty much throughout the state can, you know, find a group of angels that's pretty close to them. So um, that's great. Yeah. And, we'll um, yeah. Yeah. And then, no, go ahead. Well, we'll let's break down. I mean, you, you know, you do a nice job uh, dissecting the information. Uh, so uh, IT, no surprise, this is just a continuation of years. Uh, this runs parallel, all sectors in deal volume with angel investments in 45 IT companies uh, versus the life science and, and the other categories. Yeah, and, and just to point out those categories again, you know, we, we combine our annual data with the Michigan Venture Capital Association. So they, they've they always used those categories and it's nice to be able to sync, sync ours up with theirs and sort of have a consistent, uh, you know, reporting coming from the angel and the venture side of the equation. Um, and yeah, I mean, IT and life science have historically, you know, led, um, Life science actually, I, I feel like, has led more often in the past. So I, I think IT has been 
um, you know, increasing the last um, few years, especially. And and then you, you look at the breakdown and, um, you know, of course, software tends to dominate. You don't see as much, you know, on, on the hardware side anymore. Um, and then on life science, the breakdown there, you see diagnostics and med device have also tended to, you know, be the majority. Well, looking at the same basic information only in terms of dollars versus deals, um, similar kind of breakout. Yeah, exactly. So similar breakout there. Um, you know, I think you are seeing some uh, dollars invested in those other categories, mobility and consumer products and advanced materials and manufacturing. So that's that's great. I mean, it's it's not just IT and life science, um, but but they certainly, you know, get the lion's share. Yeah. Um, in fact, we're going to go to the life science slide. And as you mentioned just a few minutes ago, we should give a shout out to the Michigan Venture Capital Association and their report, which came out uh, basically along the same time we put ours out there. Uh, and our, by the way, the angel data in the MVCA report does come from this report, uh, which we appreciate the collaboration we have with, with the MVCA. But uh, I think their charts are very similar. And you can see the difference, though, in dollars invested when we look at the total dollars, not just angel dollars. And of course, life sciences just consumes a ton of money, particularly on the pharmaceutical side, as you can see here. Uh, that requires venture capital. Uh, the angels can't fund this kind of uh, investment. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's sixty nine million in pharmaceuticals there comes from only three companies um, wow. in that category. So to to your point, I mean it, it's they just consume a lot of capital, um, and uh, you know IT is you know software especially is very capital efficient. Um, although you look at the the pie graph there and you see hardware and software and the hardware. Uh, you know, dollars in terms of total dollars is up relative to the prior slides, I think, because cap, you know, hardware is also pretty capital intensive on the IT side. Let's, while we're here though, let's also yeah. talk about the other three. Yeah. Did you notice a little increase in uh, each of the other three categories? You know, I mean, I think a, a little bit, but I, I, I'm not sure how much venture dollars there went in versus just the angel. I, I think, um, you know, venture seems to focus on IT and life science, um, maybe even more than angels do. Um, I think angels sometimes have a little bit broader um, uh, coverage in terms of industries. Yeah, here's the angel dollars. Yeah. And, uh, $3 million going into mobility. Um, that up significantly? Uh, relative to last year, you mean? Yeah, or? To, to 2019 and 18. You know, I'd have to go back and look, but I think it's, um, I think it's, you know, consistently those haven't uh, performed as well as IT and life science. Um, what do you, do you recall that being quite a bit it higher? It seems to me it's up, a, it is up a little bit from, for Angel dollars anyway and so here's the total dollars invested and as you said it's right. mostly still angel money uh from the companies and they're probably we should probably also make uh this footnote there are companies that uh you'll see counted in the mvca report that received only venture capital 
no angel investment would be in their report and not in ours. So we're only counting companies that actually got angel dollars. Um, and those that only got VC dollars are not included here. They're included in the MVCA report. So that's, that may explain some of this too. So um, being an economic development, of course, we like to see job uh, figures. And this was interesting, uh, just as a, an aside, an anecdote, in our angel group's uh, portfolio of companies and the surveys we did in 2020 among just that group of companies, 60% uh, of our portfolio companies had more employees at the end of 2020 than they did at the beginning of 2020. They were hiring uh, throughout the year. Uh, so they were the kinds of companies that were able to take advantage, actually, of some of the conditions that were created by the pandemic in terms of commerce and how you do business and still being able to scale uh, their products and services. Yeah. Uh, so this was this was really encouraging. Yeah, I, I, I joked a little bit throughout the year that, you know, startups that are funded by angels and venture capital, they're they're used to being in the red. <laughs> Uh, all the time. And so I think, you know, the pandemic year was was difficult, maybe a lot more for, you know, other companies that are used to being profitable, but, but companies that are still in growth mode and those that were able to raise some capital, you know, to get through the year, it was, it was almost a normal situation for them in some ways. And I'll make a note of your footnote on this particular page. And that is, yeah. uh, and this has been true for years, Whenever an angels uh, invest in a round uh, within the next 12 months, every company they invest in on average adds five more employees. Yeah. So uh, they are part of the uh, economic driver of wherever the, the company may be located in terms of creating nice high paying jobs. Yeah, absolutely. So did we see a change here? What's going on with this? <laughs> we did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the typical split would have been 50-50 in terms of the structures where you got half, you know, in the form of notes and half in the form of stock. Uh, and last year with the pandemic, I think a lot of companies that, you know, we knew directly too that were out, you know, planning to raise an equity round and then just didn't want to deal with the uncertainty of that and the impact it might have on valuation, you know, going in uh, last year. And so a lot of those companies decided to hold off on raising a, you know, a price stock round and, and rose, uh, raised um, notes instead. So, uh, so you saw that go up over 60, 60% for the first time since we've been tracking this. Mm -hmm. um, I think too, I, let me ask you if you agree with this. We're, we're now in just halfway into, I guess, the second quarter of 2021. Uh, and one reason you collect data is to see if there are trends, et cetera, and what's happened, what's changed and in order to help kind of predict the future. So as we look at 2021, uh, I'm going to give you this hypothesis and see if you agree. In 2020, because the companies pulled back on uh, raising, uh, you know, rounds of equity and a lot of capital that they had planned on raising because it was harder to get, um, they went to the note structures as bridges to get them right. to the next equity round. And those 
smaller raises via their convertible notes and bridge rounds are now going are, you know, they're starting to see the end of that uh, cash infusion that they needed for their runway. And they're gonna have to raise now that round that they had anticipated raising last year. And so 2021 could turn out to be an incredible year and see this actually reverse and uh, that a lot of seed rounds and A rounds and even B rounds are gonna be raised in 2021. So that's my hypothesis. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, these were bridge rounds to tide them through um, and you know, kind of forego the valuation process. But I mean, I think you're already seeing it and hearing it about at least the VC side of the equation, You know, that it's, it's a hot market right now. Um, I think the same is probably true uh, on the angel side and, you know, we'll know more throughout the year, but, but no, I, I would agree. So angel investment, as we expected was going to be down. Uh, I think the surprise here was not down as much as we uh, thought it might be. Uh, the fact that we still have, you know, over a thousand angels uh, invested in, you know, these companies in 2020 and still put in almost $50 million. Um, that's still quite a bit. And in terms of the number of angels participating in this asset class, it's still greater than it was in 2017 when we started this uh, little project and monitoring this activity. Um, any commentary there? Yeah, I mean, it, it just again, I mean, it, it was a little, you know, worrisome going into the study. Um, and, you know, as you know, we're getting towards the tail end of the research and, you know, not seeing uh, as high of a number as 2019, it, it wasn't really surprising. But then you look back and it, it's, you know, almost even with 2018 and certainly higher than than 2017. And um, yeah, I just I think it speaks to, you know, there, there's just been more. um education around angel investing the last few years, it seems like more excitement. Um, you know, I don't know if part of that's, you know, attributable to, you know, some of the big exits we've seen in Michigan too, Duo Security and LamaSoft and some of these other companies, you know, you get, you get those success stories and headlines, it, I think it piques people's interest a little bit. Um, but I think there's just a, you know, a word of mouth effect too. And, um, you know, that that's, Really, what we've been trying to achieve here is, you know, get get folks um, that have the ability to look at this as a another part of their portfolio allocation, and um, you know, it's, it's heading in the right direction, I think, despite you know the dip last year. The amount, and this kind yeah. of goes back to what we had mentioned earlier, ties directly in that the amount of money invested was low, you know significantly lower in a, in a way, um, and, you know, the average from 50,000 to 30,000 people were still investing, but being conservative uh, and, you know, supporting their companies, uh, particularly, I think uh, their companies they were already investing in, uh, but they weren't writing quite as big a check. And I think the MVCA found the same thing, even with the VCs, the check sizes were a little bit smaller uh, yeah. as we worked our way through. Yeah. And that makes, that makes sense, you know, to, you know, kind of place smaller bets, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, encouraging that we're, we were still over a hundred companies getting angel investment last year. So, um, you know, again, yeah. I, 
I think we're, it, it, we're, we're showing signs that the, you know, we're getting to some level of maturity in Michigan in this market and hopefully a good sort of foundation to, you know, get even better. Yeah, this was a, this did surprise me uh, more than any of the other data, I think, was the fact that there were 102 tech companies in the state of Michigan that got funding from angel investors. That's a big number uh, versus what it had been, you know, five years ago, let alone 10 years ago or more. And I think relative to the, you use the word maturity, I think the, uh, our entrepreneurs, uh, we're getting, we're starting to really get Serial entrepreneurs, companies that you mentioned exits, uh, turning around and and uh, you know being founders of yet another company, another startup, doing it again. Uh, the teams are uh, the startup teams are a little more experienced and mature, and they're coming forward with deals that uh, are better baked, if that's fair to say. Yeah, um, and so I think this is an indication that we've got a fair amount of deal flow in this state that's that's really good yeah and i think you know one other point there was just you know watching the uh the the mvca the michigan venture capital association presentation the day the day after we released this um you know i think they were uh excited about what was happening on the angel side and and seeing this level of activity is you know from their perspective great too great deal flow coming sort of down the Pike for them. So, um, you know, it's a good kind of virtuous cycle, hopefully, as these companies um, continue to mature. Yeah. And this is encouraging, too. You know, this is the big hot issue for the past, what, three years at least now. Um, You know, women and minorities um, disproportionately being served, uh, you know, too few women and minorities as investors, as well as founders and uh, running companies, early stage companies, but um, we're growing, we're improving. Uh, This is tangible. Yeah, I mean, and particularly, you know, last year being kind of a a year in terms of social justice, I think um, it's become a bigger and bigger theme. It's been a theme, I think, um, on the investment side for quite a few years now. And so um, watching this, you know, grow every year is is a good thing. Yeah. And then the number of groups, of course, we've spent a fair amount of energy trying to get the number of groups in the state uh, increased so that more, particularly first time angel investors, uh, you know, we preach that the best way to get the toe in the water and get that experience, see what angel investing is really all about is just is to join a group. And uh, I think the now we're at 15, uh, that's exciting. Uh, I don't know how many more groups we really need. Um, they're welcome, you know, we're, we'd be happy to welcome a couple more new groups, but, um, now we need to get the group sizes a little bit larger and and there's not uh, uh, no investor, potential uh, angel investor has to go far to find one or more angel groups that they could join. Um, this was encouraging. And, and of course, in the pandemic of all years, two brand new angel groups started in the state. That was That was awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, back to the slide prior to this, both of those, I think, uh, represent minority groups in the state. I think the commune angels is, you know, 
certainly has a focus on, um, you know, people of color uh, in terms of founders um, uh, and, and founded itself by, by um, people of color. And then uh, I know with the Archangels, it's uh, some Chaldean folks um, from, from that community, um, you know, looking to uh, bring capital together and probably support folks in their community as well. So um, yeah, you, you're getting a great, you know, in terms of, like you said, geographically, they're all over the state now. And, and also in terms of sort of their focus, um, they're, you're seeing uh, diversity there too, which is really great. Yeah, and, and I think the uh, asterisk on this one is the 589 total. That's almost half of the total angels invested. However, not really, because uh, this is not a net number. Uh, you can belong to more than one angel group, and yeah. several people do. Uh, we know of, of a handful of people that are in our angel group and are in other angel groups. Uh, so the 589 is not a net number, but it's still up uh, substantially. Uh, from the past few years. And so that's encouraging. We're seeing some nice numbers. The Northern Michigan Angels up in Traverse City, for example, 50 members, the Point Angels at 75. I mean, those are good size angel groups, which uh, you like to see. Yeah. Oops. And the last slide here, we got to mention exits. Yes, there are exits. Yes, you can get a return. Uh, we, You mentioned our... Michigan Celebrate event on April 20th. And we had Tetra Therapeutics, uh, Mark and a couple of the angels tell their story. That was fascinating. And hopefully the sale to the Japanese company, they're in um, third phase clinical trial. And hopefully it'll be highly successful because it's a, it's a treatment for Alzheimer's and dementia, terrible disease. And uh, they've made a lot of progress, but this this company gave angel investors a very very nice return, as did these others. Yeah, what well, was Tetra? I think you know uh, some some investors were eighteen x. I think early on, and I think twelve was probably twelve x most okay. uh, was the highest. But still, you know, even if you got in later and you got a five or you know seven x eight x was pretty common for I think even probably the, the lowest return might have been a seven or an eight X. Uh, and that's, that's awesome. That's what you want. That's what makes this exciting. And yeah. uh, of course, you mentioned the others, uh, Llamasoft was huge. Of course, that was a big private equity VC kind of deal, but there were a lot of angels in Llamasoft. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, Llamasoft sold, has been sold twice in the past few years, actually. Yeah. Uh, Celsi did very well. It was a very nice exit. Mnemonics Club Caddy is not a company, you know, by its name, you wouldn't think, well, that's not a tech company, is it? Well, yeah, it was. No. Um, and it gave uh, folks up in Midland and other areas, uh, the Blue Water Angels and others, a nice return. So yeah, it was right. a good exit year, despite the pandemic. Uh, yeah, so exactly. Go exactly. figure. Go figure. Yeah, no kidding. Mike, great report. Um, yes, good data. You know, every year we try and get a little bit more. Um, one thing we didn't mention uh, that we kind of added this year, you put in uh, one of the pages that uh, several of these companies came out of uh, university technology. 
That's right. Yeah, I think it was 20% roughly came out of from from all the universities throughout mm-hmm. the state. So it wasn't just one or two, it was it was all over. So you got a great yeah. university, you know, research system obviously in Michigan. Mhm. Yeah. Anything we missed? Anything uh, we didn't cover you think might be worth mentioning here just no, I think you you picked out all the right things. I mean, I, you know, and just to maybe echo your point, I mean, we just, you know, I think we're getting better at um, finding this data every year. It's not an easy thing necessarily. People aren't, you know, jumping up and down to report, you know, their private investment activity. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, as this has grown and people are having some recognition of it, they're, you know, more willing to share and understanding that this, you know, this is, I think, going to help us long-term having this data. And, you know, as we work with the state, for example, and trying to grow the the whole entrepreneurial ecosystem um, and really the economy um, here, I think the more data we have, um, you know, the better we are in terms of making our arguments and, and things like that. So, yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, we, we use a variety of sources um, and there are, you know, there are data collecting organizations, companies that uh, investors are familiar with. But I mean, you even go to the SEC filings uh, to dig to make sure we're capturing the companies. Um, and I would encourage any angel investor out there that did not participate or respond to our survey, uh, you know, let us know. And next year, please do so. Um, we do need your participation. It's hard data to get. And we need to thank real quick both the Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Foundation and the MEDC for uh, uh, helping uh, pay for this report. And um, we thank them for their continued support. Mike, thank you. Good job. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it very much. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking time to listen to It Takes Money. For more of our podcasts, visit annarborusa.org slash podcasts or michiganangels.org. Thanks to the Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Foundation for making these podcasts possible. And let me leave you with this from John D. Rockefeller. It is a mistake to assume that the possession of money in great abundance brings happiness. Pleasure comes not from the possession of money, but from the ability to do things for others, which brings satisfaction.